Tell the men to fire faster. Don't give up the ship. Captain James Lawrence aboard the USS Chesapeake after it was captured by the HMS Shannon in 1813 during the War of 1812. Welcome to this week's episode of the America of America podcast. I'm Will Milam, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, to get started, I want to apologize for putting this episode out a little bit late. Today, on which I'm recording, and the day I assume this episode is coming out is Monday, August 22nd, which is my birthday, so I was a bit busy this weekend being uh, being very selfish, and I did not get the episode recorded yesterday, and I apologize, but I'm hopefully just going to have it out a couple hours late, and so I hope those of you who do listen that it doesn't or listen regularly it doesn't uh, doesn't disrupt your your uh, routine too much so as you know we are back on the trail of tears uh, recapping a little bit from last time major ridge who's the central character that we're following through uh, Indian removal uh, was born in 1771 in Great Hiawassee which is in modern day Tennessee came up in the backdrop of the Cherokee American Wars married a woman named Susanna Wicket, and they built a house near Uchigala, Uchilaga, excuse me, Uchilaga, which is now near Calhoun, Georgia in the Northwest, and had two kids, John and Sally. The other major players in our story are Charles Hicks, who's a Cherokee leader allied with Ridge and who is very useful to Ridge because he can read and speak English. Uh, the other player in this Cherokee triumvirate is James Van, who is quite literally filthy rich. And uh, if you remember, his slaves are the one who are building out the schoolhouse that was originally to be run by Moravian missionaries and is now being supplied by Presbyterians from Tennessee. So as Ridge is trying to raise his children and to make himself a success as a plantation farmer, Various raids from Americans against the Cherokees and the Cherokees against the Americans are taking place in the background while John and Sally are growing up. Ridge, Hicks, and James Van, that Cherokee triumvirate that I laid out last episode and is very relevant here, have allied themselves against the other chief doublehead. Doublehead fierce is fiercely protective of traditional Cherokee ways, except, and this is a big except when it comes to selling land to the Americans for money. Uh, if you remember, Doublehead was famous in our story for hewing the head of the boy that James Van attempted to save. The greatest irony ever, James Van trying to save innocent life. All four of these men were large plantation owners in this area, which meant that they were very wealthy and that they were very reliant on the slave economy. Doublehead, more so than the other three, uh, built his fortune on shipping his goods down to New Orleans, and this included uh, partaking in the slave trade. Doublehead would also take bribes from the Americans, so he became the most popular Cherokee to um, trade with and to negotiate with amongst Americans. That meant that when Americans wanted to purchase lands from the Cherokee, they went to Doublehead immediately to negotiate. 
one could say that double head was double dealing. So an example of this would be Judge Richard Henderson from North Carolina would buy up much of Tennessee and Kentucky land from the Cherokees in violation of the Northwest Ordinance. Uh, The Northwest Ordinance being a similar law. This would be the American law kind of version of the Proclamation of 1783. Sorry, scratch that. The Royal Proclamation of 1763. I'm sorry. I just completely mixed up those dates. Please do not. Please do not come at me. But this was in violation of the Northwest Ordinance of 1789, which is one of the last laws that the Continental Congress, being the first government in the United States before the establishment of the current United States Constitution, uh, one of the most important laws that governed the creation of new states. And one of those rules uh, was that in the new territories covered in the Northwest, uh, slavery was illegal, and which made this extra awkward when our gentleman from uh, um, Tennessee, or excuse me, Kentucky, was attempting to buy up land because he was, of course, a slave owner. But for purposes of the Cherokee, what's going on is that they are getting a lot of the land that the Cherokee would traditionally live on is being sold to the Americans by Doublehead for profit. Now, Doublehead's critics were getting pissed, and many of those critics ended up turning up dead. So Van, Ridge, and Hicks, who of course are men of great stature and and persuasion, who are probably not going to be assassinated by some low-level agent of Doublehead, decide that the only way to stop Doublehead from selling land to the Americans was to kill him. This was in line with a Cherokee blood law that maintained that selling Cherokee lands brought about the death penalty. So Ridge and Van, until Van got sick from being too drunk on the way, went and confronted Doublehead in the town where he was staying, where he was watching the traditional Cherokee ball game, which we talked about two episodes ago, which is the uh, the traditional predecessor of, if you're in modern America, you probably recognize it as something close to lacrosse. So Doublehead was in a town observing a Cherokee ball game when Ridge and Van and another accomplice showed up, uh, where... Doublehead was staying, Ridge came in, showed his face to Doublehead by candlelight, blew out the candle, and proceeded to shoot Doublehead in the head. Again, Doublehead got shot in the head for double dealing. So many double entendres. But Doublehead did not die immediately. So Ridge came back and found him the next day, tried to shoot him again, missed the shot, and the two were grappling, uh, attempting to kill each other. When Ridge's accomplice finally killed Doublehead by hatcheting him in the head. With Doublehead dead, the Americans started to acquiring land by trading land for claim goods. The Americans, however, started running into problems when they had to deal with Ridge and not Doublehead as Ridge was far less uh, likely to take bribes. And it's at this point that we must leave Uh, Tennessee and northwestern Georgia to go to Washington, D.C., because it was in Washington where the Jefferson uh, administration had first seriously considered making Cherokees U.S. citizens and buying their land with the understanding that the Cherokees and the other eastern Indians would move west of the Mississippi to places like eastern Oklahoma. So the Cherokees would form a six-man delegation to go to D.C. and to discuss, not necessarily this, but just to discuss the state of Indian affairs with the federal government. 
three of these chiefs, three of these men would be chiefs from the upper towns and three of those these men would be chiefs from the lower towns. One of these chiefs was our friend Ridge. That delegation met Jefferson with much flattery and references to the racial equality of man as made by God, a God that Jefferson certainly did not believe in. The Cherokee delegation was shocked to find that Jefferson's legendary red hair was now gray, as he was an old man, and they'd only heard stories of Jefferson as a wily young revolutionary. Jefferson, for his part, expressed his belief in racial equality and suggested that government reforms uh, between the upper and lower Cherokee towns would make for better government. They could borrow these styles of government from the Americans. Back in Indian country, while this uh, while this delegation was meeting in D.C., James Van was becoming more and more unhinged. Uh, James Van would commit probably the worst atrocity of all of his collective atrocities when he burned a young black girl alive who he thought that he that she had stolen from him, and he apparently did this according to John Eel from a sense of sport. And later, while drinking at a tavern, uh, Vance Tavern, which I believe is still up in New Ashoda, uh, James Van was assassinated. We don't know the name of the assassin, but it is thought to be um, one of his wife's relatives, one of his wives, he had multiple, one of his wife's relatives because it was notorious that he was physically and emotionally and mentally abusive towards his wives and that one of her brothers probably put an end to him. But back in Ridge's house, things were going better. John Ridge began attending the Moravian school and performed well, and Ridge quickly became friendly with the Moravians, though he did not convert to Christianity, nor really did any Cherokee at the time. Charles Hicks was closer as he could read the Bible, and he often did read the Bible, but chose not to convert until Margaret Van, the widow of the devil himself, James Van, was the first convert to uh, the Moravian Christianity, which John Eel talks a lot about the conversion process for Margaret Van, um, which apparently included a lot of uh, of casting lots, basically to see God's favor if or to seek God's uh, approval for her conversion. I am not a scholar of religion, specifically American Protestantism. Uh, I I feel if I try to go into an analysis of uh, the concept of Moravian um, conversion, I would I would butcher it, and so I'm not going to attempt to do so here. Though, if you are interested in how this happened, uh, I do recommend you read John Eel's book. And sorry to again switch gears, but now we are going to go back to DC, uh, where the Madison administration, James Madison, had taken over for the Jefferson administration, and we must go back to the discussions of the westward movement of the eastern Indians, um, of whom would include the Cherokees. So 1,500 Cherokees at this point had already moved west of the Mississippi River, uh, but the U.S. had fears that the western moving Cherokee and the western moving Indians in general would side with the British uh, for their hatred of the Americans as it was clear that impending war was afoot which would occur in the War of 1812, and this would be the beginning of the War of 1812, very aptly named. So in Indian country, uh, it really began when the Shawnee chief Tecumseh, if you're from the Oklahoma City area, you should be familiar with Tecumseh, who was a Shawnee chief from up north, 
made a visit in his attempt to found a confederacy of the southern tribes, specifically the Creeks. Uh, when Tecumseh went to visit the Creeks, uh, Ridge was appointed to represent the Cherokee at the Creek meetings. At this meeting, um, which John Neal describes, there were many religious visions where God nor the Great Spirit told the Indians uh, to reject the white man and his ways. Ridge almost singularly rejected this vision because he feared war with the United States. And Ridge, for his part, there were uh, apparently at this meeting, there were many people who attempted to assault and eventually to assassinate Ridge. But Ridge was able to survive and hold his ground. The tribes would fragment militarily, and soon Ridge would be leading his Cherokee warriors along with Choctaw and other Creeks against the Red Sticks, who were an extreme traditionalist band of Creeks. So I guess if the Creeks that were fighting the Red Sticks would be a civil war. Uh, the Cherokee warriors would join up with the Tennessee Volunteers, led by a young officer named Andrew Jackson. Uh, Andrew Jackson is another character, if you know anything about American Indian history, uh, is a major, major player. Uh, Andrew Jackson, when he was leading the uh, Tennessee Volunteers, which I did not know this at this point, but apparently had little to no formal military experience uh, before this uh, episode, which is wild because we remember Andrew Jackson, amongst other things, as being a great military leader, which he was, and we will see uh, in this coming story, but I, I found it shocking that to this point he he actually was a complete newbie, uh, as the term goes. And by all accounts, the Americans with the Cherokee support, as well as the uh, the Creeks and the Choctaw, began to roll over the Red Sticks. But a major problem came about when the Red Sticks attempted to surrender, which uh, Jackson acquiesced to. But the, uh, the other generals did not know of this, and so the Red Sticks were attacked again, and the Red Sticks uh, decided to fight on after this. Uh, Ridge's men would take much of the Red Sticks' property and their slaves as plunder of war, and it was also after the Battle of Horseshoe Bend in modern-day Alabama, where Ridge uh, helped inflict a decisive defeat against the Red Sticks that... Andrew Jackson bestowed upon Ridge the title and rank of Major, and that is where we get the name Major Ridge, and from now on, we are going to refer to Major Ridge as Major Ridge. Also an important note for later on in the story, but not necessarily for right now, uh, amongst Ridge's retinue at that war, or at that battle, excuse me, was a young scribe named John Ross, who was a mix of Cherokee and Scottish descent. Uh, and John Ross is also going to be an important figure in the story to come. So moving back to the Cherokee lands, Charles Hicks, well actually no, this is still at war. Charles Hicks would spend most of his time at war reading the Bible and seriously considering converting to Christianity. Uh, after much fighting with the Red Sticks, Jackson sent messages messengers to negotiate the surrender and the Red Sticks responded by killing those messengers. And then the Battle of Horseshoe Bend uh, occurs where Major Ridge again gets his title of Major, where Charles Hicks would sit contemplating uh, a man that he killed in the river. And after this experience, Charles Hicks would speak with some white soldiers about Christianity, and they were interrupted by the howls of a man not yet dead, waking up to find himself scalped, to which Eel writes that he was silenced with a couple of blows and some gurgling. This 
this campaign that ended in the Battle of Horseshoe Bend would make Jackson's career. Ewell talks about how the Tennessee volunteers uh, took on the sold would go on to take on the soldiers that had defeated Napoleon. Uh, this is referring to um, Andrew Jackson, General Jackson's Battle of New Orleans, where the British targeted the Tennesseans because they had no respect for the militia until they found out that the Tennessean volunteers actually bested the troops that had seen action in the Napoleonic Wars. And Jackson, after being victorious, uh, would summarily require the Creeks to cede the land that they had won after defeating the Red Sticks. So it seemed like this was a very bad deal for the Creek uh, allies of General Jackson, as well as the Cherokee soldiers. And with that, that brings the Cherokees' involvement uh, in the War of 1812 to an end, and I think that's a good place to end this episode. Uh, so with that, um, I thank you all for listening. Again, I am so sorry for putting this episode out late, but I appreciate your patience, and uh, I know we are going to take another step back next week and talk about some Oklahoma football, but that's just because we are coming closer to football season. Uh as always, I'm available on the socials and by email at chautauquareview at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, comments, or ideas. I am always here to be reached out to. Uh, and with that, I hope everybody's going to have a great week, and I will see you next weekend. Um, I'm Will Milam, and this is the America of America podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>